Coming up next on the Holistic Wealth Podcast. I hate to say, but most human beings will not fulfill their true purpose in this lifetime. One of the reasons that we won't fulfill our purpose, our destiny, we are lying to ourselves. The lies we tell ourselves keep us stuck. The lies we tell ourselves keep us stuck doing less than our true authentic purpose. We stay in relationships that we know are not aligned. We work jobs that we know are not in alignment with our purpose and perhaps compromise our integrity. We betray ourselves in so many ways. So if someone wants just to begin, you cannot live your true purpose without telling yourself. You're listening to the Holistic Wealth Podcast with host Keisha Blair, author of Holistic Wealth and founder of the Institute on Holistic Wealth. And now here's your host, Keisha Blair. And today we have a very special guest with us. We have Hugh Blackson, and Hugh Blackson is the son of a reverend and spiritual leader. And by the age of eight, he was speaking to his father's congregation in more than 300 churches. At the age of 14, he was ordained into his father's ministry, preparing to carry on his father's spiritual legacy. But his heart drew him to another path. And today, he is a highly sought-after speaker, author. He is known worldwide for creating the unique and revolutionary liberation experience where he travels with clients across India and Bali for 14 days, as well as the creator of the process Boundless Bliss, the Bali Breakthrough Experience. Cute, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's great to have you here. And so cute, can you just tell us a bit about, you know, that journey that I just mentioned in your bio in terms of how you found your purpose? Yeah, you know, I feel like my purpose found me more than me finding my purpose. And so I was born in Ghana, West Africa. My father is from Ghana. My mother is Japanese. I grew up in London and now the US. So I've always felt like a citizen of the world from everywhere and nowhere. And as a young boy, there was a part of me that felt people's pain very deeply. As a young boy, there was a part of me that was so sensitive that I just wanted to alleviate people's suffering in some way. I just felt people, but I didn't know what that would look like. And so a lot of people will often say to me, wow, when I hear about your childhood, your childhood seems so unusual. And for me growing up, I thought, I thought like my childhood was like everyone else's. I didn't seem that, that unusual to me. I thought everyone had my childhood, but turns out may not have been the case. So for instance, as a kid, I remember being age six, age seven, being lost in the crowd of thousands of people and seeing a crippled woman pick up the gravel, the sand that this, the dirt off the floor that this man uh, walked on and she wipes it on her face and stands up. And you could call that a miracle. And so week after week, I grew up seeing blind people see and deaf people hear and people stand up out of wheelchairs. And I think I was really blessed. I think as a kid, I grew up with a sense that there were no limitations. And I think that was a really beautiful foundation to have. And so when I was age eight, I started speaking in my father's churches. When I was uh, age 14, I was actually ordained as a minister. And I was given the mandate to take over my father's spiritual organization. And so there were so many, shall we say, hopes and dreams and expectations that were put on me. And when I was 14 and it was announced to his congregation, my son is taking over. Um, For me, if I was honest, I felt that this wasn't the way that my soul was put on the planet to express. 
as much as I love my father, nothing against, you know, his organization and the church. I just felt like I had a different destiny. And to be honest, as a 14 year old kid, like many of us, I was too afraid. I was too afraid to speak my truth. My fear was if I speak my truth, if I dare to be honest, if I dare to be authentic, if I really dare to tell my father how I really feel, my fear was he would, I would lose his love. I would be outcast. I'd be alone. And I think like many of us, we allow fear to hijack our freedom. We, we allow fear to hijack our voice. We let fear stop us from being who we really are authentically. And so it was when I turned 18 that I knew something had to shift. I had a choice to make. I had a choice to go to university or not. I chose to not go to university. I felt my soul pulling me to to come to America. I wanted to go into the self-help field because there was a whole different way to impact people and inspire people. And that was through seminars and writing. And so I decided to listen to my soul. And that's when I knew that I had to make at least the most courageous decision I would ever make. And that was to leave everything behind. And so I renounced everything. I decided to have the conversation with my father, which was incredibly challenging. Yeah, We didn't speak for two years. Wow. And that was uh, incredibly heartbreaking, but I knew what I had to do. And long story short, I ended up winning, literally winning a green card in the green card lottery. And that's what brought me to the US. That's what brought me to America. Came to America with two suitcases, $800 in my pocket, you know, one in the country and just started following a dream. I listened recently to one of your Instagram talks. You mentioned about the power of curiosity when we face challenges and life setbacks. And I thought, wow, that is so powerful, that power of curiosity. And it sounds to me like you really channeled that when you got a sense of your soul's calling. And I just wanted to ask you to expand on that. Yeah, look, look, I, I think there's a couple of things I would say. But the first foundation, if, if someone is really looking to shift their life, if they're looking to find their purpose, if they're looking to like break through and change their reality. And the truth is, I hate to say, but most human beings will not fulfill their true purpose in this lifetime. Wow. One of the reasons that we won't fulfill our purpose, mm -hmm. our destiny, we are lying to ourselves. The lies we tell ourselves keep us stuck. Mm -hmm. The lies we tell ourselves keep us stuck doing less than our true authentic purpose. Yeah. We stay in relationships that we know are not aligned. We work jobs that we know are not in alignment with our purpose and perhaps compromise our integrity. We betray ourselves in so many ways. So if someone wants just to begin, you cannot live your true purpose without telling yourself the truth. Yeah. And so I think the foundation of an authentic life starts with telling yourself the truth. So ask yourself the question, what lies am I telling myself? Yeah. To me, this is a real question, not a fluffy question. What lies am I telling myself? What am I pretending to not know? And many times we're afraid to tell ourselves the truth because we are afraid of the consequence of telling the truth. Yeah. So I tell people, take off of yourself the pressure, any pressure of having to take action. That's what I have to do. Just take the pressure off of yourself. You don't have to leave the relationship. Just acknowledge I'm no longer in love. Just acknowledge I hate my job. This is mm -hmm. not why I'm here. Just acknowledge then this gets you into a relationship with what you really feel. Then you can start moving in the direction of what's authentic and living a purpose in alignment with what's authentic. On a human level, but people might say, but what, what am I here to do? What am I here to do? How, 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 is, how, is that, how am I supposed to express in this 
human experience in my lifetime. I would also say, stop seeking your purpose. Instead, take a step. Like you don't have to know where you're going to get to exactly where you need to be. There is an intelligence in your soul that knows. So take a step in the direction of what lights you up. Take mm-hmm. a step in the direction of what makes you come alive. Take a step in the direction of what turns you on. Of what, what would you do for free? What brings you joy and lights you up? Take a step in that direction. Yeah. Cause what happens is when you take a step, you, you go on a journey. Right. The journey that you go on, you will grow through. The growth that you go on as you take the step is the necessary growth to prepare you for the next step. So your purpose gets revealed to you in the process of living life itself. And many times what ends up happening is the purpose that you thought was your purpose from this perspective sitting on the sidelines is not the purpose you end up living 10 steps down the road as you grow and evolve. So your purpose is a revelation. Your purpose is revealed to you in the process of living life itself, and you end up living into your purpose rather than figuring out your purpose from the sidelines. And so, number one, go in the direction of what you love. Number two, ask yourself, what specific tangible skills do I have? Mm-hmm. What specific skills do I have? And, and some people might say, because I don't really have any skills. Look at your past experience. Look at everything you've done. Look at all of your experience. Mm-hmm. Look at everything you've been through, even your divorce, even the death, even the heartbreak, even, you know, even the firing, even the trauma. Look at everything in your life. Your mm-hmm. life has perfectly prepared you to live the purpose that you're here to live. But many times we don't value it. And so don't devalue anything you're doing now. Do right. what you're doing with utmost excellence because there's something you need to learn there that's going to be a piece of your bigger purpose. So look at the skills. Mm-hmm. Number three. Ask yourself, how can I be of service? Yeah. You are of service when you are sold, when you are adding value. You truly add value when you're solving someone's pain, problem, or challenge. So when you can ask yourself, how can I be of service? And, and what unique gifts do I have to be able to solve someone's specific pain, problem, or challenge? Money and abundance is a function of solving someone's pain, problem, or challenge because that's what how value is created. And number four, look at, Look at the group of people that you feel an emotional connection to. Look at the group of people on the planet that you feel an affinity to. Maybe you feel an affinity to, you know, the homeless. Maybe you feel an affinity to the elderly. Maybe you feel an affinity to the the whales in the ocean. Likely Mm -hmm. your soul feels a connection and an affinity to this group of people because maybe that is the group of people that you have been put on the planet to serve in some way. And that might be where your purpose lies. And so stop seeking your purpose. And I would say, look around you right now, exactly as you are, even in your imperfect self, imperfections with your imperfections Mm -hmm. and simply respond, just start. Most of us, we're so busy seeking our purpose. We don't start. And so just start by responding to the need in the moment. There was something that you mentioned cute about ego and you know how you mentioned how the majority 99% of the world's population will probably not live up to their potential or achieve their purpose and I keep coming back to ego because I know that's a huge part of it because we're so conditioned to fulfill these societal expectations from childhood about what society sees as successful and sees as worthy. And so I just wanted to ask you if you could get into that a bit. You see, when we were born, we were born free. If you look at a child, 
As children, we were all surrendered once. As children, we were just, we were whole, we were perfect, we were complete. A child, as children, I think every one of us, even the worst human being, the murderer, when they were born, they didn't come out evil. They didn't come out mean. They didn't come out racist. They didn't come out unloving. They were just in touch with the purity of their essence, right? They were in touch. We were all in touch with the purity of our own divine expression. And before you know it, ego starts getting created, a sense of identity. And so as children, we were totally alive with curiosity. We were able to embrace the unknown. You see, the ego's job, two jobs, to reinforce its existence. The ego's job to make sure you don't get hurt again like you were hurt when you were young. The ego is a creation and a set pattern of conditioning that has been created in reaction to certain things growing up to make sure that you don't get hurt again. So the ego doesn't want to change. Ego doesn't want to change. Ego wants notice everyone else to change. Ego wants your spouse to change. Ego wants your kids to change. Ego wants your pet pet goldfish to change. Ego wants the president to change. Ego wants everyone else to change. But ego doesn't want to change. Because change for the ego, what we believe, mistakenly believe ourselves to be, it's a misperception, feels like a death. So letting go of control, surrendering, changing. This is why ego doesn't want to question This is why we lie to ourselves because we told ourselves certain lies when we were five about I'm not enough. This is the way life is. And now we held on to that for a sense of safety. That becomes the way of going through the world and protecting us. And now we're holding on to that. And now you want me to tell a deeper truth. But I already know what this is. I'm not going to tell myself the truth because who would I be without that belief? But, But I am these beliefs. And so ego isn't real. And so what happens? Here's what happens. We incarnate into this human experience. Three beings. So as children, we're born into a preset pattern of generational conditioning mm-hmm. that precedes us, generational beliefs that precedes us. Now we meet our parents, mom and dad. Maybe dad is crazy. Maybe mom's an alcoholic. Maybe there was dysfunction, pain, trauma, hurt, abuse. Maybe mom and dad were just really nice people, but they didn't know how to meet our emotional needs. Mm-hmm. And as children, that was painful. And it was painful, you know, as, as a kid to not have your emotional needs met by those you love. And that was painful. That felt helpless. That felt disappointing. So rather than feel disappointed, or maybe mom and dad were screaming all the time, that was too painful. We felt helpless. So what first thing we started doing in terms of how ego gets created is we learned all sorts of strategies, often unconsciously. To shut down, disconnect, not feel. We began to suppress the feeling. Over time, sort of layers up and covers up, clouds our true essence and our mm-hmm. true light. And then we learn a sort of mechanism to contort ourselves into a shape to become, to disconnect from our sensitivity and our feeling capacity so that we don't have to feel the pain. And so now we erect all sorts of walls around our hearts so that we don't feel right. feeling. And now that holding on, that mechanism that we become, that's ego. Mm -hmm. And we hold so tightly to this version of ourselves that we become, that we think it's who we are. That is ego. 
And the degree to which we think that's us, the degree to which we're holding tightly, is the degree to which we're not free. To the ego, when we say, question yourself, surrender, let go, for the ego, what we believe ourselves to be, that is terrifying. And that's why we lie. That's why we resist. That's why we fight tooth and nail. It's a form of self-preservation. That's why we are so afraid to change because yeah. change feels like who I am is dying. But when you realize that who you are is not ego, what you are is not your thoughts, your beliefs, your body, your stories, your ideas about yourself. That's not what you are. Mm-hmm. Then it changes your relationship with yourself and it frees you up much more to start questioning. And that's why I said we have to be willing to start with telling ourselves the truth. Yeah. And that's why it's also hard to tell ourselves the truth. But if we can start with telling ourselves the truth, it's the foundation for everything. I think that's amazing how you carried us through that ego construct and where it starts and why it impacts us the way it does. And, you know, I was just going back to your story because it's so phenomenal. I just want to get from you how you walked away from so much, so much expectations, so much burden, so much that was riding on you. And for many people who are realizing that, you know what, this is my purpose. There's some amount of giving up of what we know, some amount of giving up of the familiar, of the certain, of what we're used to, of the comfort zone. How did you make that calculation that you would leave the comfort of your home in Africa and everything that was familiar and that you would be okay at such a young age to chart that path? Like what was going through your mind? Can you tell us? I'll be honest. I wish I could say there was some grand formula and calculation. And I wish I could say, okay, okay, family. Okay, Keisha, here it is. Seven steps to how I went about the calculation. But honestly, I felt like I didn't have a choice. And what I alluded to earlier was when I looked into my future and I saw that I could take the expected path and I'm going to be 50, 60 years old and miserable. The pain of that felt so painful yeah, that it felt like a living death. And here's the thing. I simply let myself feel the pain of that. When we lie to ourselves, it is painful. Yeah. When we lie to ourselves, it's meant to be painful. When we lie to ourselves, it's not meant to feel good. If you walk down the street, excuse my analogy, but you pick up you know, dog poop on the street and you eat it, it's not going to taste good. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to taste good. So when you lie to yourself, there will be pain, a psychic pain, a psychological pain, a spiritual pain, a soul pain. But here's the thing that keeps us stuck, keeps us continuing to do things that are not aligned. We deny the pain. We distract ourselves from the pain. We feel the pain, but in our culture today, we drug it away. We sex it away. We drink it away. We smoke it away. We, we pawn it away. We shop it away. We social media it away. We work it away just so that we even meditate it away so that we don't feel the pain. And I'm inviting people feel and acknowledge the pain. Don't wallow in the pain, but acknowledge it and feel it and let the pain hit you. The pain is feedback. The pain is a messenger. The pain is a gift. The pain is trying to communicate to you and let you know that something is not in alignment. Feel it rather than distract from it. And so I allowed myself to feel the pain. And when I felt the pain, it was painful. Yeah, It was painful. Like You cannot be truly fulfilled and happy being someone that you're not. 
Yeah. You cannot be truly fulfilled and happy living someone else's life. And so for me, I felt the pain. The pain hit me. And I thought, wow, if I lie to myself now, I'm gonna, you mean I'm gonna have to live the rest of my life living this lie to get love, validation, approval? That just felt like a hell. Like yeah. I didn't have to die to go to hell. This was yeah. hell right now. Right. And so because I felt that, I thought, wow, I would rather live my truth and fail and succeed living someone else's life. And so that was the decision. And you know, this is why I say what your soul will sometimes guide you to do isn't always comfortable. Yeah. But I, but I have seen, not from theory, I have seen in my life that when you follow your soul, don't, when, you, when you get the nudging from your soul, don't question it. We all get the nudgings. People might say, but how do I know? How do I get? We right. all get those nudgings. Yeah. But sometimes those nudgings, don't expect those nudgings of your soul to come to you in a loud siren bell. Don't expect those nudgings of your soul to come to you in a big billboard from God or the universe. Sometimes those nudgings will come to you just in the gentle tug in your gut. Yeah. Sometimes those nudgings will come to you in such a quiet whisper, but we're not listening. Sometimes those nudgings will be so gentle that you'll sense something's not right. Something is off. Listen to it. When you listen to your soul, you will always, always, always end up in the right place, even though the route that you take may not be the one that you most expect. Yeah. And so I have found that time and time and time again. And so trust it. You know, I think we have to have the courage to trust what we sense. And what we know and not compromise, not compromise that. Thank you so much for being so honest, because that is exactly how I felt. I knew in my heart, that's how I felt. It was either that way or feeling death, you know? And so I know so many people will be blessed by this message. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you, Cute, if they need to look you up? Where can they uh, find you. you on your website, social media? Yes. Yeah. First thing I would say is, look, go check out the book. Get the book, The Magic of Surrender. Yes. It's available on paperback on Amazon. Enjoy. It is a simple roadmap, a very simple roadmap to living surrender in every area of your, of your life. Yes. Number two, if someone is listening and they're feeling inspired by the conversation twice a year, I do an event. It's a 12-day event. It's a very special event. Mm -hmm. It's called Boundless Bliss, the Bali Breakthrough Experience. If you are someone and you're feeling a calling to, to go to your next level, you're feeling a purpose that you've been put on the planet for a purpose bigger than yourself, and you feel ready to sort of uncondition yourself and connect to your power and catapult yourself forward to living your true destiny, join me in Bali. Uh, this July, the 28th through August the 8th. That's mm -hmm. July 28th through August the 8th. Uh, it's a 12 day experiential immersion seminar training without walls. I take 18 people and we dive deep. I've done this event for the last 10 years. I've done wow. 20 events. This is my last year doing yeah. this event. Yeah. And uh, I'm very excited. So www.boundlessblissbali.com. That's boundlessblissbali.com. My main website. Boot Blackson is my name, K-U-T-E Blackson.com. And Instagram, Coot Blackson. Facebook, Coot Love Now. Follow me there. Say hi. And my podcast, Soulful. Awesome. And I will put the links. We will put the links to all of that in the show notes so everyone can check those out. And for the event, that sounds amazing, as well as the book. 
Thank you so much for joining us on this episode, dude. I really, really, really appreciate it. And I know everyone who listens in will be blessed by this. Thank you so much. The Holistic Wealth Podcast with Keisha Blair is brought to you by... Have you joined the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If you haven't already, what are you waiting for? Choose your membership plan at the Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. As a member, you'll get access to free worksheets, advice, coaching, and an intentional design workshop. As you start to live a more holistically wealthy lifestyle, you'll want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning best-selling Holistic Wealth 36 Life Lessons to help you recover from disruption, find your life purpose, and achieve financial freedom.